Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Get big out loud with uh, me, Dr. Pat and Carrie. Carrie, oh my goodness, right? OMG for today. Do you think? Yes, I'm so excited about the topic because I've been thinking about it so much. I got a lot of good responses uh, from people around and talking about it. And I think it's just really important. So, yeah. Well, it has been, this is like mysterious forgetting. We're getting like a little mysterious now about the topic. But let, let's just talk for a minute um, about you because you are Get Big Out Loud, right? You are also Knutson and Speaks. You're a speaker. You're an entertainer. You are a fantastic coach. You're a school counselor, a storyteller, a mother, a closet rap artist. Benny, we haven't not done that yet, okay? We may have a moment today. May have a moment today. Um, But the bottom line is you're here, and what you've discovered is to help people. Today's topic is one of the most devastating, impactful, And largest Achilles heel that you could actually step into. I'm not kidding. This one thing we're getting ready to talk about will steal from you your power, your joy, your life purpose, everything around you. It will stop your forward movement faster than you could shake a stick. And it is not fear itself. Right, Carrie? So tell folks what this is and why are we talking about it today? <laughs> oh, what a buildup, Dr. Pat. My goodness. I'm like, I hope I'm right. It's a comparison. Comparison. We're talking about comparison. Woo! That is such a bloated word. And there's a, you know, a common quote out there that says comparison is the thief of joy. But I started thinking about, and that's also that's attributed to Teddy Roosevelt. Um But I started thinking about comparison is not just the thief of joy. You know, it's the thief of everything you just talked about, like your dreams, your feelings, your authenticity, your ability to show up for yourself. And so I, instead of saying comparison is the thief of joy, I just wanted to say comparison is a thief of so many things. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Cause I, like you said, I think it is our Achilles heel, um, especially of our adult lives around like how we get to show up for ourselves and the dreams we get to pursue and who we get to be. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about this from my profession for a minute, if we can. All right. So I am um, broadcast positive talk, the Dr. Pat show, right? We're talking, you have your show. Everybody just heard the intro for it, right? Uh, also I'm a network owner. Many people don't know that I own the transformation network, all aspects of it, television, radio, right. And 
and yet I work with partners in this arena and it's very unheard of for any kind of media network to work with other people. And I want to talk about this for a minute because you can compare yourself to others and do it in a way where you're not really comparing, but you're checking on the market. You're seeing what best practices are. You're doing it in a way where you don't hold envy, 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 <laughs> Benny, envy, right? Because we're talking a part of comparison that brings up envy. That is the Achilles heel, isn't it? Correct. And I think when you when you talk about comparison, you do really have to see like, am I comparing, am I comparing myself or a situation to look for differences without judgment? But usually the comparison of the, the fault of comparison is there's a lot of, there's a judgment connected to the comparison. I'm either further ahead than you or further behind. I'm either um, winning or losing. It's that dualistic thinking of this or that. And comparison almost invites that, right? I'm comparison. I'm comparing myself to you. And then I most likely we tend to fall short when we are comparing, we're not tending to compare ourselves to people doing like worse than us, unless we want to feel better about ourselves. Right. And, but when anytime I say, I feel like comparison is an invitation for the judgment, unless you become conscious of um, comparing yourself, like you said, what's best practices, what other people feel doing, what does it look like to be top notch in my field? Let me look to see to others for inspiration. Right. But the judgment part of comparison is so closely tied that unless you actively think about that, you, I feel like you just go down that path before you even know it. Right. And that's why I think it's difficult. And like you said, the envy, jealousy, anger, <clears throat> frustration. And then this is the biggest thing too: give up. If I can't do it like that, I might as well just give up or I'm so far behind. I'm just not going to do it. And that's why I think comparison is the biggest dream killer too, because if I can't do it like Dr. Pat, should I even start? Should I even try? If I can't right. do it your way, like, and, and we tend to be in those moments of self-doubt, which then turn into dream killers. And I always say, you know, when you have that, Dr. Pat, have you ever felt that like you have an idea and you're like, oh, I, I want to do this thing. And you get that spark in you and you just have this intrinsic excitement about it. What I find that people start to do is they don't let that little excitement, like they don't shepherd that light and that spark. Instead, they squash it. Who am I to do that? I can never do that. I look how old I am or how fat I am or what little experience I have or whatever, whatever. Everyone's too fat and inexperienced or too old or too young. Let's, let's just say that's a blanket. But we do these things where we take that spark and then we squash it yeah. right away through comparison. So I think it's important to bring up too, like you said, envy. Is the Achilles heel judgment is an Achilles heel? All of that. Well, you know, let's talk about this because, you know, uh, people looked at me and said, dude, you like had a midlife crisis. And I said, what, like at age 30? Because that was my first midlife crisis was at <laughs> age 30. I'm just saying. But we talk about midlife crisis and what that means. And so, you know, we get into a realm where we look introspectively at ourselves and, you know, I mean, you and I coach people, if we could only coach people to stay in that introspective space and not look around them, mm -hmm. boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because let's talk about this idea of having a midlife crisis, right? And looking at it, because here's what happens, it happens sometimes. We enter into that midlife crisis, and we're going to talk more about it later in the show. 
because it's part of our conversation today. And what leads up to the word crisis, if I may, use the word crisis and comparison together, comparison and crisis. See, if you step in to the realm of comparison, when you believe you are not enough, you will have a crisis and it doesn't matter what age you're at. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, we get moments where we feel like we're down a court. We're emotionally depleted, right? We're, We're down, right? And, and how many times have you been turned, told, suck it up? Just suck it up. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. What are you crying for? I remember somebody said to me, there's no crying in table tennis. And I said, you got to be kidding. Everybody cries in table tennis. Are you kidding? A sport where you have to lose by two points and you don't think you're going to cry. But, but where do we get this idea of who we are and the judging part of ourselves that we tell ourselves you're not enough all of it yes well that that's the crux of it dr pat the worthiness right did you say crust did you say crust of it the crux of it but i know you do crust busters okay i thought you were throwing that at me right there (laughs) (laughs) well maybe that's the but maybe that is the crust of around it right that's what we're talking about benny's gonna get a jackhammer for us oh i like it okay i'm gonna incorporate (laughs) your theory and my theory okay go ahead go ahead the crust of it the outer layer that keeps it all inside is this idea too of like i'm not worthy right and i think we we there's two parts to that i'm not worthy and um, one day when I do all the things I should do, then I will also get to do what I want to do. So there's two parts of it. First, we're not worthy. And so we're comparing ourselves, but then we have a lot of shoulds. Like I better do all these, check all these boxes so I can either make society happy, my family happy, what my perceived idea of myself happy, um, what I should be doing as a 30 year old, 40 year old, 50 year old, whatever it is, where we are in our timeline, right? The should yeah, keep going and you might hit my age. Go ahead. Well, the shoulds and the worthiness. So they, to me, they play into each other, right? Because at some point you have to think I'm worthy of pursuing my dreams and goals, or I'm worthy of self-expression in a certain way. Like I always have to laugh with you at table tennis because you bring it up and I never known a table tennis person, right? But I envision you living in this world of fierce competitive. And remember one time you were sad because you have your knee, you couldn't play table tennis and it was really hard for you. Yeah. I do remember, like, I'm going to have post-traumatic stress disorder now, right? It's a legit thing for you, right? And table tennis isn't an active part of my life, but it's something that defines you in a way, right? It's part of what makes you you. And I love that you're not afraid to say, like, table tennis, and I'm going to get a shirt that says there's no crying in table tennis, right? (laughs) Because I I think it's interesting for my dad, his thing was, um, his thing was square dancing, which is, you know, so random, but he loved it, right? Yeah. And for, I have another person in my life who loves to knit so much, like it's her passion and her joy. And like other people like to craft, other people like to garden, whatever your thing is that other people don't either respect, understand, or admire, but yet it is part of your lifeblood. You know, it's part of what makes you you. But you are in a place, like if you just think about the table tennis thing, what if you felt like, in your life, someone said, that's stupid, Dr. Pat, table tennis. 
I mean, what about regular tennis, right? Or what about, or if you're, and also if you're not going to be the best at it, why do it at all? Like you want to be a radio host and be a public speaker and a coach and table tennis, you better commit everything and be a hundred percent. Like again, the shoulds, the perceptions of what's, what does table tennis mean to you? Well, it's, it's yours alone to define, right? And you're yeah. going to dedicate a part of your life, but we, we put those societal expectations and Sometimes I just don't think, can you just enjoy table tennis for what it means to you without having yeah. the world yeah. judgy, right? And you what, can insert, anyone listening, you can insert whatever your thing is in there. Let's whatever. do that. Let's do that for people now. Let's walk them through this. Let's invite everybody right now. We're going to go to break, but I really want everybody to do this right now. Wow, am I going to cry over this? Look, we have had a tough year. You may have stepped away from those things you truly love. You may have looked around and have said, I just, I don't, I can't do it. But it's a thing you love. And you're right, Carrie. It could be anything. It could be cooking. It could be snowshoeing. It, could, it doesn't matter. But there is something that got in the way of that. Maybe you looked around and you said, Mary does it better than me. Or maybe you started to compare your life to another's and said, I can't retire because dot, 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 I'm never going to have the kind of retirement Joe had. Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, I've got this job and it is just, I just think about my friend Julie and she's got the most incredible job. And then you go down the rabbit hole with that. You know, if I only could have, should have, would have. If I could only do that, and you notice I've spent less than 17 seconds, and yet we're on a spiral down for one reason, Carrie, what you said, comparison. Let's take a short break. When we come back, how do you then grab onto the ladder within that spiral and pull yourself up to find that you are powerful, powerful? When we come back, what does comparison in the form of rejection feel like? And what do we do about it? You know, stay tuned, everybody. You know, you're listening to Get Big Out Loud. Carrie Knudsen joining me here today. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to hang out with her. When we come back, she's going to explain why comparison is a thief and what you can do with it. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. 
Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. All right, get big out loud. Carrie, look, I love this show. This is your show, Get Big Out Loud with Carrie, living a complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life. And boy, we do have fun. Um, I want the folks to know how they can find out more about you, how they can work with you, how they can watch where you're speaking, participate, all of the above. Yes, you can find me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N, Speaks.com. On any social media, at Knutson Speaks, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and I do promote on there, I'm speaking, do lots of speaking events. I also do coaching for people who want to explore personal things, but also people who want to be better public speakers to get their messages out there. And when the pandemic opens back up too, I have a one woman show all around storytelling that I hope will be touring again and be able to do some fun things. So everything about me is at KnutsonSpeaks.com. And it looks like we will be touring again uh, if you anybody pays attention to anything out there, which is exciting. You know, it doesn't mean we're not going to be mindful. It just means that people are going to emerge now. And I would imagine when you get out and speak, you're going to emerge louder, more positive, mm-hmm. more expansive, more in support of other people's power, you know, because we're all changed and different. The other thing I know is that you and I do not sit and do a lot of comparing, right? I mean, the most comparison I'll do is when I buy a car. <laughs> That's when I do a lot of comparing, right? But not in a negative way. It's I'm comparing. What's the price? What am I going to get? What's the best lease rate? So there's a difference between that kind of evaluation and assessment. And that is evaluation and assessment. It's really not comparing. And the comparing you and I are talking about. Comparing you and I and talking about, that's a showstopper. It's disempowering. It could literally stop you from a dream. It would have stopped me. 
16, 17 years ago because I was in the space of comparing. I wasn't doing things the way other hosts were doing. I even had a station owner tell me that, you know, the way I did a show wasn't good enough. And I, that would have stopped me. So tell us how we take by the hand this level of comparison slash envy slash jealousy and turn it around. Well, I think I was thinking about this idea, you know, if comparison is a thief, what is the opposite of that, right? So I came up with this idea, then if comparison is the thief, then contrast must be a liberator. And how I think we get out of that, and that's what I mean, contrast means the differences in us, right? Um, without the judgment, just things that are that make us different, that the contrast is liberating, right? So if we get to say, this is who I am and what I like and what I feel in this moment, right? That to me is liberating to feel like, I don't have to do it like everyone else to, to be good, or I don't have to be at a certain stage by a certain age to make it right. Or I don't have to be the best at something to still be really good. Maybe that's not my goal is to be the absolute pinnacle best, like swimmer or table tennis player, or even the speaker in the world of like, I, there's a speaking award. That's like the national speaker of the year, whatever. I'm like, that's not a word that um, motivates me right? What motivates me is speaking to people. So I'm not going to go for that. And if someone says, did you win any award? I'll have to say, no, I didn't try for any award, right? So the idea of contrast, the things that are in you, that make you unique, that make you special, that drive you, even if you're not perfect at them, even if you're starting late, even if you don't know how it's going to work out. That's what I, I keep thinking, this idea of like liberation and freedom of self-expression, creativity, joy, connectedness, doing something for the sake of doing it, not for the outcome necessarily, right? And, and I think in my own life, when I think about even starting my speaking career, I wasn't like, I'm going to get a website and get my cards out and be a speaker. I was more like, I really love speaking about psychology. How can I do that? And it's so interesting because um, I just started with my staff at school, right? And then someone said, oh, you should speak at a conference. Then I tried to speak at a conference and that grew, right? And then I started, I had to be telling stories and someone's like, you should do a show. So I did a show in someone's living room for 20 friends, right? And this has turned into, also when I got called to do this podcast, to this radio show, right? I sometimes you just say, I don't know how to do that, but let me say, yes, let me try. What can it grow into if I keep creativity, hope, and open-mindedness alive. Yeah. There's nothing more than comparison slash and comparison with the energy of looking at something else or someone else and thinking they're doing it better than me. There's nothing that will shut off the creativity valve faster than that. It literally stops it because it allows for us to believe that we do not have a unique creative idea ourselves. It steps into the realm of you're not good enough without even saying you're not good enough, right? Oh, I have a perfect story about this, Dr. Go Fett. for it. Go for it. Well, I was thinking, it. so I was on a call one time with um, a person who was, who was talking about doing an EQ training. And my, my manager at the time was on the phone with it. So my agent manager person was on the phone, me and the client. And they said, we were, we were talking about price and everything else like that. And the person was like, I'm, that's ridiculous. I mean, anybody can speak on IQ. 
like anybody, we could find anyone to speak on IQ. And I thought that, you know what I said on the call? Cause it was a, it was a three-way call and nobody could see us. It was all on the phone. And I thought, he's right. I mean, there's so many EQ speakers. Everyone could speak, who am I? And then my agent says this, she's like, you can find another speaker, but you won't get Carrie Knutson. And when she said that, she goes, yeah, you're right. You will. There's plenty of speakers on EQ, but there's no one like Carrie Knutson. And yeah. when she said it, my eyes, I was like, that she's right. There, there's no one that brings me better than me to the table, right? And a million people can talk about a topic, but I'll only talk about it in my way. And that moment shifted my consciousness because in one second I was like, he's right. Who am I to speak about EQ? I don't even have a PhD and I just have a master's and only I'm just pretending to be a speaker. And then when she said that, you're right, you are right, but you won't get Carrie Knudsen. I mean, just just lit me up. And I always say that to myself, right? There are plenty of people doing what I want to do, but there's no one who will do it like me, right? So I'm going to go ahead and do it like me. And don't you think, I mean, you know, we're going to take a short break soon and come back, but that really talks to why we're each unique, doesn't it? Doesn't it talk to the fact that, yes, we're all human beings and maybe you're a woman, I'm a woman, but each of us have our uniqueness, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have our different interests. We have our different life experiences, you know, and that shapes us, right? It, it, it really talks to us. Um, I have never really honored my past more than I'm starting to now. You know, I have my history and growing up and marching and protesting for equal rights and women's rights and LGBTQ rights before it was even LGBTQI something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I started to look back at that and what that has done to shape me. We're all unique and yet we're all perfectly unique, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I love that. That's, we are. And that's beautifully said, Dr. Pat. And, you know, one of the things, too, is by being perfectly unique, we get to fully express that. Yes. And this is I always think about this, especially this time of year when I see flowers. Do you know the sheer joy from watching flowers bloom in the spring? But I look at all the trees and the bushes and the flowers themselves. And I'm like thinking, can you imagine if one's like, well, you have purple blooms and I have red. You started two weeks later and I'm already fully bloomed or yours, your blooms are like kind of round and yours are like open. I keep thinking the reason we love flowers, I should say the reason I love flowers and I find such joy in this season is everything's blooming in its own time, in its own way. And it's perfect for what it is. And it reminds me every time I walk around my neighborhood, like, I'm blooming too in my time, in my season, in my way. And sometimes I'll just repeat that. I'm blooming in my time, in my season, in my way. And whatever's happening is perfect for me right now. And I have to say that in times when I'm calm, because sometimes in times when I get anxious, I forget. And that's when I start to compare and I, and I do get nervous, right? And I'm like, wait, no, I'm not yet. And that, that other part of me says, no, you're not. And I have to have that higher self say, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And no, it's I, I in, spring is a reminder of that. I want to talk about that when we come back from break, because, you know, what we're talking about is comparison in the form of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. Comparison in the form of rejection. And what does that mean? Comparison in the form of rejection. Um, I get calls from a lot of, I don't know what their names are, their official names, uh, media experts or 
my friend said they're media headhunters, meaning they're recruiters like that. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of calls from them. And, you know, almost every call, they're kind of disappointed. And, you know, maybe one or two or not, but they, they want to talk to me about the network. And they want to ask me what market comparison I've done. Meaning, you know, market comparisons, you're launching something. Did you check what other people are doing? Did you look, you know, like when you go to publish a book, you have to check the market. And they're always disappointed when I say, no, I don't, I didn't do that. You know, I get, I get my orders. They're divinely guided. When my orders come down and they're divinely guided, I just do it. I don't have to check the market. Mm -hmm. And they're highly critical of that. They want to know, didn't you compare it to this? Or didn't you compare it to that? When we come back, can you hit a button that says, I'm not going to do that today because it will come to me in a form of rejection. We're going to take a short break, everybody. Carrie Knudsen, yep, this is Get Big Out Loud. And when we come get, we're going to come back, we're going to get really big out loud because we know the consequences of this. We're going to share some stories about what happens when you compare and reject, compare and reject. We'll be right back. Can a cup of Joe support ALS? May 14th. If you go to any one of our shops, proceeds from every cup, go to research to find cause. If you don't have a shop near you, you can go to dutchbros.com and donate. The goal is 1.6 million. All of our releases, all of our great customers. It's going to take extraordinary effort from all of us. Let's talk about ALS. Go to dutchbrosinsam.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, 
I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. And and by the way, you know, we are here by the grace of you know who, but also we have Benny and Olivia doing all the right things. I think, believe it's Olivia right today. And uh, yeah, Olivia's at the helm, you know, so if you're watching us on Facebook, on our Facebook, as opposed to and our YouTube, you know, that's Olivia and Jacob, they tag team. And then Benny has been doing my show, both audio and now across YouTube for like a gazillion years. And, um, you know, he's. I he's look great seen, for being a gazillion, do. by the way. Thank <laughs> you. you. I do. Do you look good? I, you, I would hope so. Can, can I, are they going to make you like get a camera because of the YouTube thing, the live streaming YouTube? Are they going to make you get uh, a camera? Because we're, we're trying to get, figure out how to get Olivia and Jacob on the camera without screwing up OBS. <laughs> are you going to have to get a camera, B? We already have a camera. We're actually using it otherwise. But we don't see your face. It's because it's doing something else. <laughs> how, else can, how, else, how else can we see you, Pat? Oh, my gosh. I know. Okay, I'm not, I'm not multitasking, so I'm just nope. going to say. Um, but, but, but here's the thing. Carrie, before we jump into this, we got some stories to tell. Before we jump into this, this is something you help people with because underneath this is emotional intelligence. It is the core. So during the break, you took a picture and I grabbed black or gray lipstick. I have never worn this before, but it was the only thing I could get my hands on for a picture. And so there it is. So everybody out there, if you're looking at the gray lipstick, maybe I didn't put it on enough. Olivia will tell me or Benny will tell me. I don't know. Can I wear gray? Wow. How does that compare to my gray or the gray that the ladies from in vogue would wear am i going to make that comparison is it bothering me carrie how do we find out about you well you go to knutsonspeaks.com or any social media at knutsonspeaks and it's k-n-u-t-s-o-n and what you're talking about is my main topic is emotional intelligence but my entire business grew from one topic talking about emotional intelligence and then like you said that spread into like self-care, mindfulness, talking about this. I'm also talking about how dealing with difficult people or building better teams or so many things, but the root of everything I talk about is around emotional intelligence and how we can use it to positively impact our lives, whether that be through speaking or coaching or show or this radio show, right? Like all the things I'm doing. And I, I renamed my company from Knutson Consulting to Knutson Speaks because I want to speak about this. And that's what my, I feel like my gift in life is to speak and to talk and to articulate these ideas. You know, this is the hot button. 
we're on the hot seat. Uh, anybody out there struggling with comparing? Maybe it's just me and Carrie. Maybe it's just us for a minute. But if you are, give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. Maybe you can get some help. I want to show you this sneaky little place as it pops up. And you comment on it, Carrie, right? All right? Yeah. Comparing myself? Comparing myself? So, so here's the deal. You start out and you do a radio show and you really don't know what the heck you're doing. Not you, personally. Well, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but this is me 17 years ago. And I insisted I wanted to do positive talk. And I was told by people at Jones and other media companies that nobody's going to listen to positive talk. And they did an analysis and they did a comparison. And they said, in order for you to be successful, you need to be the angry Dr. Pat. Not the Dr. Ruth, Dr. Pat. You need to be the angry Dr. Pat. Um, I forget who they gave me back then to that I, in comparison. I actually, they also, they sent a media coach to sit down with me because they wanted to pick up my show on a major broadcast network, but they wanted me to be the angry Dr. Pat. They didn't want me to talk to you about this. They wanted me to come on and say something like, you know what, Carrie, I don't agree with this. It's good. To, whatever it was. Sure. And I did it for a week and I fired the guy. And I, I had to face my, and this was early on, this is like 05. And I had to decide, am I going to compare myself to all of those syndicated? They, they lit, oh, I know what he said. He said, you could be the female Howard Stern. Now, I grew up listening to Howard. Okay. Did I want to become the female Howard Stern? Would I have to compare myself every day on air to whether or not I was being the female Howard Stern? Mm -hmm. And I had to make a conscious decision, but it stayed with me for about six months. See, can you talk to that? Can you talk to when we feel like we're rejected if we're not something that somebody else wants us to be? Like they compare us to that, right? Yeah, Go well, I it. think rejection is so interesting because rejection can come externally or internally. So externally, if you reject, if you feel rejected because you're not what you should be, right? You, you're comparing yourself to others and then you might be rejected and that reinforces that you're not good enough. So let's say you try to do something and someone says, who do you think you are to do that? Or like, it wasn't perfect, so it was all right. Or you get feedback like that wasn't interesting or I didn't like the way you painted that or that wasn't cool or why are you wasting your time? Any number of little comments with small or big, right? That the outside rejection that happens when we put ourselves out there. So we cross our comfort zones to do something out outside rejection is real, right? And, and we're faced with that a lot. But what I tend to think is more of a thing is then we internalize the rejection as a reason to say, see, see why I can't. And then we reject ourselves. We reject our own desires. That little spark that wanted to try something gets rejected. And I'll just say, here's an example of, of when, when we started doing this radio show and I said, hey, I'm gonna do a radio show. And someone said, do you even know how to do that? And I'm like, no, but I'm gonna learn. <laughs> and they're like, well, won't that compete with your speaking if you're on a network? I'm like, no, this network's really cool because they wanna promote me and I wanna promote them. It's a cross promotion. And I was like, are they gonna steal your ideas? I'm like. No, I get to have my ideas and I talk with Dr. Pat. It's really cool. Like, but the whole, the, that kind of like, like, don't you think you should just stick to, stick to speaking? Like the, the, 
and also who do you think you are to do a show and then me saying who do i think i am to do a show exactly right exactly so external rejection we can easily internalize it and then that it's it becomes a rejection of ourselves but more so than that our little dreams and hopes those little tiny things that are actually what i feel is the lifeblood of people what makes the difference between living and existing it's the little sparks of energy, joy, love, creativity, delight, fun, excitement, right? When you're, when you let yourself be present. And I think part of us has to detach from what our minds naturally want to do, which is squish it because we're scared. And then we also have to, I call it shields up. Whenever I'm doing something big, I put shields up from outside, um, criticism until I'm ready. Cause there's, mm -hmm. I need thoughtful criticism and feedback, right? I've done so many things that people have given me feedback on that have helped me be better in all areas of my life. But before I do anything and accept anything, I say, whatever I do in the moment is the best I have with what I can right now. Yeah. And you have to preserve that, that self-preservation so you can keep your strength up. Cause again, I think it's just the littlest flicker <laughs> that you have to protect from outside and inside forces. Okay, I'm going to hit something that is really so insidious, so off-putting, so damaging to us personally. We've been talking about ourselves focusing on the outside. I want to really go to what happens when we focus and compare ourselves from the inside. One of women, I want to talk to women, I don't know men. One of the most insidious comparison we do is around body image. Yes. Body image. It is not only a showstopper, we begin the body image thing at a very young age. It becomes cellular. We, it moves into almost every decision we'll make. I mean, I know I've learned to evolve. When I pick up a lipstick I've never worn before, I'm not even sure it's a lipstick. I don't know if it's an eyeliner, <laughs> an eyeshot. I don't know. It, I know I've evolved. When I pick it up, I look at it, and it looks a little black and gray. Now I look like somebody from The Walking Dead today. <laughs> but I get it, and I put it on because you want you, we wanted a picture. So right there, having lipstick on to do a picture is embedded. It's ingrained in me. And we are not talking enough about comparison, rejection, and body image. Take it away. Yes, I love that you brought that up. And I do believe, especially for women, it is ingrained from a young age what I should look like, what I should weigh, uh, what I should wear, what's acceptable. And then if you look at what we do to celebrities, I've never seen men compared as much as women with like what they wear on the red carpet or what they look like. Or you have a TV news anchor, a man could wear a jacket and the same tie all week and no one would comment. But a woman's outfit is always up for criticism and critique. And women themselves then are up for criticism and critique. They look this way. They don't look enough this way. They're to this, they're to that. And then we buy into this idea. And I totally struggle with this too. Like, Am I good enough? Am I beautiful? Am I pretty? Um, am I too fat to do whatever I'm gonna do? That's always in the back of my head, like that 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 whole thing of like weight and acceptance and um, being the right size to do something. And I think again, it's it's what you see on TV too. Is like if you if you're not in the bracket of what's the norm, either on one side or the other, you find yourself like, do I fit? Um, am I okay? And I do feel that that is, like you said, a lot of the core of why we don't let ourselves do things um, and why we, why I can't because, or I'm 
not good enough because, and a lot of it is based around our, our looks and how we get judged both ways, externally and internally. And I think it's been interesting. I told you on the break, I, I had more, I don't wear makeup. I just don't, I never have. And when I, I did my first video shoot, the guy's like, do you have any makeup at all? And I was like, no, I don't even know where to, where I would get makeup because you have lip balm. He goes, just look your lips at least. Right? So I had to go to be on video, like figure out how makeup works. And over my time for, for, <laughs> for every, for proms or dances, for my one woman show and for when I got married, those are the times I've worn makeup. And my kids are even like, oh my God, mom. And I was like, I know I, I this is a, this is something I do when I dress up, but I have friends who like won't leave the house without makeup, right? But it's our difference in conditioning, right? And I, I know it's funny for me, makeup hasn't been a big thing at all. I haven't felt about that, but man, bathing suit season, bathing suits. Just say the word bathing suit and it could be a trigger for a hundred things about what's wrong with my life instead of how I just want to go swim. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think all of us have those things. If you look at it, you're, you're too something, right? And you can put anywhere on the spectrum or there's a trigger where you might feel fine in one environment, but put yourself in another one. And it's all about how you look. Um, that, like you said, has been completely internalized, which is why yeah. we have to bring consciousness to that is is look at what I'm conditioned to think about myself. Is it serving me? Is it helping me? Is it, am I worthy of more? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, part of this, and let's keep rolling here without a break if we could, you know, part of this really comes to the place that we don't believe we have choice in the world. Mm. And when we don't believe we have choice, we start to really look at the coulda, woulda, shouldas. And let's jump to what happens um, when people hit a point in time in their lives. You know, we've called it midlife crisis, but to be honest with you, it's happening more rapidly now. Oh, We're yeah. in a fast-paced society. You know, you can be 30 and have what they call a midlife crisis. You can be 20, especially in the middle of COVID. You know, I don't know any 21-year-old or someone graduating college right now that's not having a midlife crisis. We got to come up with a better name for it. Right. But that the crisis of conscience. That's what yeah. Because yeah. You're, what you're doing is at odds with who you are or circumstances. And I have you know, like made you believe certain things like, mm -hmm. and I do think a crisis of conscience can happen at any age. It's like mm -hmm. the wake up call mm -hmm. of our lives, right? Like two things that I think make that happen are one, when our internal system is like, hey, it, it kind of butts heads with how we're living our lives and saying, you're not happy. This isn't what you're supposed to do. Like, or you did all the things you thought you should do and you're still not happy. And mm. so the internal voice in us, it says like, Psst, you're not happy. And so what's the antidote to this? Because, you know, look, Everybody listening to this, they're feeling the they're feeling the tinge, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting the tinge of yeah, I did that comparison today. Yeah, dropped my child off at school. Maybe I shouldn't have put that outfit on him. Whatever that is, what's the antidote to this? What is the what I call release valve? Sure. The release valve is your conscious mind coming in to say, well, first take a breather. Like anytime, anytime you have those thoughts, the the instinct is to crush them like don't think that way don't do that you're doing it wrong look at you again judging yourself so then you're criticizing yourself for being critical like and that's the loop the negative feedback loop that doesn't stop so instead of judging the first thing i say is just notice 
notice when you do those things to yourself. Notice when you start the comparison, right? And to me, just the first act of noticing, oh, I'm comparing myself right now, or I'm, I'm making a judgment on that person or myself or this, I'm noticing. Then once you notice, it becomes neutral. You can neutralize the thought because we're so used to it's good or bad, right, wrong, yes, no. And we, we live in that world. If you notice and say, oh, I just did a judgment. Can I neutralize this? <laughs> right? Can I neutralize this to be like, is this serving me in any way? And can I go more to contrast than comparison? In that moment, can I highlight the contrast? Or, and also, Dr. Pat, sometimes we we really, it's funny how we compare ourselves. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I'm going to share just a real quick story about this. Because we have to laugh at ourselves to be like, Oh my God, look what I just did. Like, so when I was first starting to speak, I wanted to speak. I hadn't really spoken a lot yet. I just was wanting to, I had that feeling like, and I went to this big conference and I saw this guy on the stage who was really overweight in my opinion. And I got mad in that moment. I'm like, who does he think he is? What is he doing up there on that stage? Doesn't he know he's fat? He, he's the speaker and he's just out there talking like no one's watching. And I had I thought that moment, I'm like, oh my God, Carrie. You've been using your excuse of your weight to say, I'm too fat to do this thing. And then here's a person doing it who you perceive, you know, is too fat. And then look at, look at what you're doing. And I had to laugh in that moment because it was like a slap in the face of reality. I'm like, I'm mad because he's doing what I want to do, looking whatever size he is and feeling damn good about it. Right. And it took that moment for me to wake up to my own thought process and limitations. But I had to laugh in that moment because I'm like, wow, look what you yeah. just did. Right. Yeah. Notice first, notice, and then neutralize, and then make a choice that is different than going down the rabbit hole of comparison and choose to bring up your contrast, your uniqueness, or just have it be okay for what it is in the moment. It's the choice you made to put on the black lipstick in the moment. It's a choice I made to not have any lipstick at all during my first video. It's a choice I made too when you think all these choices you make every day. I made the choice with best choice with what I had at any given moment. And that's it. There's no, no judgment, just that is it. Oh, so notice, neutralize, and then naturalize. Oh, Because when you go to notice, neutralize, and then naturalize, what you're saying is, I'm naturalizing. That's the lipstick I got on today. Right. This is the way I look, folks. Yeah, I'm wearing black today. <laughs> I don't know, maybe because it's a day after Mother's Day. I don't know. Maybe it's because I felt like the black vibe today. But if I don't go to that neutralized place, the naturalizing is what I hear you saying. It means return to our natural, authentic state, which says, I don't need to wear makeup. I don't need to worry about, I want to go swimming. By the way, when I get in that pool, you ain't going to know what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. Not unless you're like and a that's that confidence. You're speaking to the, the naturalizes the confidence that we all have. Like think about babies. They have so much confidence. They get what they need when they need it. They spit on themselves. They do whatever they love themselves. They love themselves. Right. And I think what you're talking about that naturalizes, like I'm going to love myself in this moment for my choices. And I'm going to be where I'm at right now not to mean i can't change your girl but i'm gonna be where i'm at i'm gonna own it like you said i'm gonna own it yeah oh my god i got into the worst argument with somebody i know when she was just like 
crazy about what her little baby was wearing. And I just looked at her and I said, okay, let me just clue you in. The baby has no idea what it's wearing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Baby is not even like a year old. I mean, trust me, the baby doesn't know what color you have on. Doesn't really care what color you sign. Wants to eat and it wants to poop. That's what the baby wants. Oh my gosh. Like she didn't speak for me to me for a month. And I learned a little bit more diplomacy about it moving forward. <laughs> you know, she caught me at a moment. Look, this is one of the most important topics I can think about right now for our time. Carrie, I want to thank you for that. What's your personal message? And again, how do people find out more about you? And thank you for bringing these powerful conversations to get out loud. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you back, Dr. Pat, because without this opportunity, I feel like you said, here's here's an opportunity. And then that voice in me said, take it. And then people like like on your team said, we'll help you. Right. And then now here we are having this and feeling every episode we do, I feel better and better about doing yeah. it. And I feel like my message, my closing message today is this idea of if you remember, if comparison is a thief, contrast is a liberator right so find that contrast bring it out neutralize those situations so you can say then naturalize them right but bring consciousness to your thoughts get off of autopilot even for a little bit you don't have to do it all the time but in those moments especially those big critical moments decide that you are going to step back from the action of responding to that um rejection or feeling and and just step back for a yeah. moment right you have so much power and the world needs what you want to put the world needs table tennis people and square dancers <laughs> and speakers and knitters you know and gardeners the world needs whatever talent you have whatever way you want to express it not because you want to get the medal or the award because it needs to be expressed just like the flowers they need to express just like the trees blooming it's time to express so my end thing is please Please do this in the spirit of the world needs your greatness. Whatever that looks like for you, please don't deny us your awesomeness. Carrie Knutson, uh, please, website. At KnutsonSpeaks.com, K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. You can find me on all social media channel and my website and get a hold of me that way. I love connecting with people. So if anything you said today moved you, you want to reach out, please connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. And Carrie's got it right. Comparison will crush your dream. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.